welcome to The HUD. I'm Lomi Blum and I'm your host. The HUD is a student-run podcast from the Hudsonian newspaper, where our news is your news. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Lomi? I'm doing well. It's weird seeing you in, on Zoom. I know, right? Yeah. Welcome to The HUD. So today I'm with um, writer and professor Jennifer Austin. Um, Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. So how did you end up at Hudson Valley? Are you from the area? I am from the area. Um, I grew up in Averill Park, and I actually went to Hudson Valley myself. Um, And then I went to the College of St. Rose and got my bachelor's, and then I ended up going back a few years later and getting a master's in English um, because I was interested in teaching, but I was also um, trying to write a memoir at that time. (laughs) And then after I finished my master's, I ended up teaching at St. Rose. And then I ended up going back and getting another graduate degree, a master's in fine arts in creative writing. And then I switched genres to fiction, but I really love fiction and um, nonfiction. And I do a little playwriting and screenwriting too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I actually saw, because I was stalking you online, that um, (laughs) you um, were, you said in an interview with the College of St. Rose that you were going to work on a memoir or you were working on a memoir. So I was wondering, um, what was the memoir going to be about at like what certain point in your life was it going to follow? Sure. Um, It was initially about different moments in my childhood and then uh, different moments in my early young adulthood. And when I went and ended up working in restaurants and bars and perhaps um, as some Hudson Valley students may relate to perhaps I I spent a little bit too much time on my social life and majoring in, um, you know, um, going out 101 instead of uh, some of my courses. But sometimes life takes us in these directions on purpose too, right? So um, that was what it was about. Then that ended up getting put to the side um, for some shorter works that I was working on. And I had a couple of publications um, of some nonfiction pieces. And then um, once I entered the MFA program and I was teaching at the same time, I got drawn back into fiction. So I actually have um, the first draft of a young adult novel finished, but it needs a lot of revision. And the goal was to finish it this summer. But writing is a process, right? And it ebbs and flows. It's not just a linear path so you know as long as you keep doing the work it will get done eventually um and I also worked a little bit on my mother um unfortunately in 2017 she was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor um and she passed in 2017 and I have probably 300 pages of notes from that time so I think that the memoir whenever I come back to it it will probably end up being all of those things coming together, but I need to finish the novel first. (laughs) (laughs) And what is the novel about, if I can ask? 
Sure. Um, the novel is a, so again, it's a young adult uh, novel. So it's, and this was my thesis for my master's in fine arts um, and creative writing at St. Rose. And it's about a 17 year old um, young white girl who um, perhaps gets a little too focused on her social life and social media and her brother has a YouTube channel and he um, races his car around town and tries to break um, different records with how fast he's driving. And they're, they're, you know, so they're making some choices that are questionable for sure as young adults can sometimes do because that's part of growing up, right? We have to um, rebel a little bit, but these characters definitely go a bit um, too far and then there's an accident and someone dies and the students have to well the young the young folks in that they all have to kind of reckon with what they've done Mm -hmm. basically Um, and as Kurt Vonnegut said I love um, he said you know make terrible things happen to your characters so you can see what they're made of right so you know that's the that's the thing with fiction is that we can, you know, go wherever the imagination goes. Mm. So you're really impressive to me because as someone who is also who also likes to write, it, it's so hard to balance your personal life. And I'm sure it was especially with the death of your mother, which I'm really sorry to hear about. And then also, also, you know, you're teaching and then at the same time you're writing this young adult novel, how do you make it all work? Um, I mean, I don't every day, you know, that's just the reality too. Some days you're, you're better than at certain things than others. Um, you know, and teaching does, I mean, what a, what a privilege though, to be able to teach what I love to do, which is, you know, writing and reading and, you took my film into literature class, like, and, you know, what's better than to talk about great works of art that not only are, you know, literature, but then made into film too. Um, So, you know, and then you just do the best you can each day. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of writing, you know, and being a a writer, um, just write a sentence every day at first, you know? Um, but just getting into the practice and that can be really hard. And it's not like I, you know, haven't flailed at times. Like right now I'm at a bit of a sticking point with my novel and I have to figure out a couple of plot holes and I have to add a couple more chapters, I think in the beginning. So there's tinkering going on that I would have liked to have finished already, mm-hmm. but also being kind to yourself and saying, you know, I can do this and, and just do it each day. You know, if you want to be a writer, then write. Mm-hmm. And when did you realize you wanted to become a writer? Um, I mean, I think I've wanted to do that. And I've been writing since I was a young girl. You know, um, I loved my mom had kept um, my very first book about like a goldfish, right? When I was like seven. Um, so I still have that packed away in a drawer somewhere. So that's, you know um such a fun thing to have and and you know I in some ways I've always wanted to write and I've always been writing and we all are right 
that's the same thing. Or what's interesting about teaching writing too is there's so many different ways that we look at writing. Um, and those who maybe are not as strong at grammar and spelling and mechanics sometimes have like, you know, this apprehension to writing and, and that's how we all express ourselves though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's part of communication and it's a process just like anything else. You know, I, I compare it with my students to, you know, playing a sport or, you know, playing a musical instrument. The first time that you did either of those, were you excellent at it? No. What did it take? It took practice. So you also mentioned you were um, a screenwriter. Um, which I did not find in my stalking of you. So I was wondering if you could expand on that. Well, that's something that I definitely haven't finished. I have um, two different, um, um, two half-written screenplays. So, mm -hmm. so that's where um, I definitely didn't finish those. But I took um, a screenwriting class in the MFA program with a screenwriter who had a film made um and that was really fun and really interesting and before that I had written a few plays and I had a couple plays produced um as one act plays well one act dramatic readings like they weren't fully staged at the College of St. Rose too so that was kind of interesting and so um I was wondering so I went I, w I also found that one of your plays was um called The Bitter Bunch Bitter Brunch, yes. Bitter Brunch, and it was um, a monologue, right? And so, what was that about? It, it wasn't strictly a monologue, but it was um, about... Um, it was about a family that goes to brunch on Mother's Day, um, and it was about two sisters and their daughters so their daughters were cousins and the one gets very drunk and starts stealing silverware and doing strange things at the brunch and then they end up getting into a bit of a um <coughs> excuse me explosive kind of confrontation so yeah a lot of action at a restaurant sorry I swear it's like every time <laughs> the semester begins and I didn't experience this at all last year, but uh, every time the, sem the normal semester begins when you're face-to-face, -face, I lose my voice, I get a sore throat every time because I, I'm talking so much, but <laughs> okay. Well, that leads me to my next question. Um, what is it like being back in person at Hudson Valley? It's wonderful to see, you know, all of our students, although... It definitely feels, uh, the energy feels different, right? Um, because we're living through a pandemic. So, you know, it's good, but it's also different. And did you um, prefer teaching online or do you prefer teaching in person? Or is it a mix of both? I do like a mix, I have to say. Although I do often feel that I come across more enthusiastic in person um, and I love, you know, seeing my students in person and, and getting to know them that way. I mean, not that you can't get to know students 
in distance learning courses. Of course you do, but it's just different, right? Mm -hmm. Although I'm working to add more of those video components too to my <coughs> excuse me, my distance learning classes because we really can do more of that kind of thing, right? Bringing in more audio and visual. No, that's really cool because the crazy thing I learned about myself personally is that I actually prefer distance learning. It worked better for my schedule and honestly just better for my learning style. But the thing I did miss was having those kind of interactions and learning about my peers in the class or learning about the professors yeah. in the class. And I think it's probably strange for students and professors going back in person and being like, oh, my God, I can see you again. Right, yeah. right. Although only half of the face, right? <laughs> and then sometimes you see people without their mask and you're like, that's not at all what I thought you looked like. You know, it's this funny thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there are certain affordances of distance learning, like you mentioned, that are terrific. You know, you can do things on your own schedule. You can, um, you know, set up your time however you'd like. And certainly... In terms of safety, that was a key thing. Um, and I just wonder also how, you know, once we get to a post-COVID world, what is it going to look like? Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that, you know, it's never going to go back to exactly the way it was. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's not a bad thing, you know? Yeah. And, do, and I, I was also wondering, do you like, have you seen in your writing courses or even courses like literature and film where you're analyzing um, different pieces of media or do you think students are better writers in person or do you think they're better writers distance or do you think it depends on whoever that person may be? That's a great question. I mean, I think that you can get students writing in so many ways and both in the classroom and online um, I mean, I think that it's interesting that online students, excuse me, write a bit more just because they, um, are writing each week a lot of the time as, mm -hmm. but I mean, our, our face-to-face -face classes, we do writing in class too, um, and they're submitting work. So yeah, I'm not sure. I just think it's different. The HUD will be right back after this short break. In my, uh, it, ultimately, I feel that a good story is a good story. And that's really important. Like Joan Didion, who is one of my um, favorite writers, a nonfiction writer, said, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important thing. It's like how we get to know <laughs> each other, ourselves, this human condition, this human experience we're living, you know, how we get to know, how we get to understand other people and that we're all similar, even if we are very different at the same time. And so all of these aspects kind of work together um, and, you know, you just keep doing the work of both teaching and writing. And it's, I'm very fortunate that I get to do this and 
I love both of these things and my students are often inspiration too. And then, you know, there's hard days too and mm-hmm. the emails pile up and all that kind of stuff, but that's just life, you know? Yeah. So. Um, you were mentioning like making a good story and some of my favorite writers who might be Donna Tartt or James Baldwin or um, Kurt Vonnegut, who you mentioned earlier, or even um, David Sedaris. Um, mm. They all make good stories for me because they all, I think, explore different aspects of the human condition and of the world. And so what makes a good story for you? It's hard. It's hard. Um, I love, there's, there's a, um, there's a TED talk with Andrew Stanton, who is one of the creators of Pixar. Um, and, and he says, you know, the best stories, the endings, like they, they are completely surprising, but they feel inevitable. Mm. Right. So (laughs) I think there has to be that quality there. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned David Sedaris because, you know, humor is also something that I love and, and satire and all that kind of stuff. And I was just, teaching us and them by David Sedaris earlier today. And I always teach that to most, if not all of my 100 level students, because it's just continually such a great story um, in terms of the description is rich. The diction is very particular. um, The humor is sly and, and interesting um and then it has this big universal element though or many universal elements right like so the best stories i think have you know multiple interpretations and they say something about you know this experience of humanity and what us and them ends up looking at and this is a story that's told you know from when david sedaris was a child so in the 70s or 80s right when he was growing up and it very much, you know, at that time um, he was living in this neighborhood in North Carolina where like the neighbors were kind of gossipy and <laughs> this one family didn't have a television. And so everybody kind of judged them for that. Right. You know, so who is us and who is them? Who is, you know, and everybody feels like an outsider sometimes. So that's what his story ends up looking at too, right? Is mm-hmm. that, you know, we all feel like the us and the them sometimes. And that's still such a an important aspect of our lives. Like we're living in these times that are super polarizing, right? Where it's like, you know, us versus them all the time. But the beauty of literature and writing and stories, good stories, is that they transcend Mm. you know we can all connect with them even if we can't relate like that's a thing a lot of times students are like well I can't relate to it it was written in the 80s but it's like yeah but you can relate to those human feelings right of like jealousy or insecurity or wanting to belong Mm. that's good stuff (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for letting me interview you, and thank you for being on the season premiere of The HUD. 
I'm really sorry that my uh, coughing attack and two barking dogs no happened during all this. <laughs> no, it happened. I have three. I have three dogs though. So if it was only two barking dogs, we're like, we got like a a what a seventy percent. Yes. That's still not <laughs> <We passed>. good. Seventy <laughs> percent, or do we fail? Did I only get a thirty percent? Right. <laughs> 